Hey, Obsessors, welcome to another episode of Obsessed. You asked for it. We are bringing our outtakes with Dr. Nima Romani right back at you. It was a life-altering conversation that nearly brought me to tears. And that's exactly what Dr. Nima wanted to happen. His intuitive ability to understand trauma where we don't even quite honestly know trauma in our lives is genius. Sit back, listen to this episode, reach out, ask questions. Don't forget to tap on those five stars because those five stars tell us that you are enjoying the content we are bringing to you weekly. Obsessors, start doing the work, start living boldly, and get obsessed with Dr. Nima and your life. Hey guys, welcome to Obsessed. Think of us as your personal development entourage, all wrapped up into one podcast. If you're committed to your personal development and believe your life is meant for more, then get ready to learn the tools you need to elevate this experience called life. Get obsessed with your life, just like us. We are Tia, Tristan, Mika, and Julie, and we are obsessed with humans on the verge of change. Hi, I'm Tristan, and I'm obsessed with your emotional well-being. Check this out. When you move, whenever you move, you're about to do this. You're going to go into storage. What are you going to find? You're going to find shit that's gathering dust, and you're going to see pictures. You're going to see newspaper articles clipped out. You're going to see tax receipts and stuff of your past right in your face. And guess what's going to happen? All of these fucking emotions are going to start bubbling to the surface and you're going to have a reaction, kind of like going into a storage container, taking out stuff and then seeing dust fly all over the place. Well, guess what? That's what's going to happen inside your body. Happened to me last week. I had to make some space in storage, went down there, picked stuff up, saw receipts from my ex's old business. Uh, pictures, you know, a little award right here from 2010 when I won the Business Excellence Award for 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 my chiropractic practice and in, in the little community that I had my office in, and it just all came up. And these, oh, thank God, I knew what to do with it. I knew exactly what to do, and I released it and processed it. But essentially, this is what we're all called to do for our healing. Healing simply, this is what my program does three months, six months, one year, is that you reach a point in your life where you don't feel like you have confidence. You don't feel like you love yourself fully. You don't feel like you have like health that you want. And you're stopped by your ego. You're stopped by, you know, what people think about you. And you're like, all right, my relationships aren't as great as they want. I'm not as powerful as I want to be. How do I change this? Well, when you come in and into our container, I teach you how to take that history and kind of like cleaning up your storage. You take out all of the stuff that you don't need, looking at all of it, allowing the feelings of all of them to come up, and then throwing the stuff that you don't need away, keeping the things that are meaningful to you, the things that are hyper-triggering, we actually deal with and heal so that you don't have to avoid it anymore. Like I, I wanted to throw this away 
because it represented a part of me that I wasn't really happy with, my 2010 version. Because as soon as I got this, this award, about three months after, three to six months after, that was the beginning of the end of my marriage at the time, and then my chiropractic practice. So it was, a it represented a trauma. And so when I saw it in storage last week, I had a reaction to it. And then I realized that I got to bring this one up and I got to celebrate that part of me. Right. And so the work never ends. Thank God. I know what to do when these emotions come up, but we haven't been taught what happens when our history comes up in our face in the present, because it's coming up every day. What happens when my history comes up? Do I know what to do so that I'm healthier three days from now? Or if I don't know what to do and I suppress it or repress it or turn my back on it, I'm going to get sicker. It's that simple. And so when I realized that, I was like, I got to teach that. So I teach people how to deal with what comes up. And if you guys ever decide to come and join me at Breathwork, that's just kind of like the beginning of the process. So you learn how to breathe, you learn how to connect with those younger parts, but It's a practice that I'm consistently working on, refining, getting better and better at. And now it represents something different to you as you do have that plaque right next to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. I've been since last week, really spending deep, loving time with my 35, 36, 37 year old self, my 35 year old self that was 10 years ago, 34 year old self. And really like acknowledging him instead of shaming him for the choices that he made, right? I've been That's beating him up and shaming him. And I now see him with absolute understanding and compassion. And this is a process. And I didn't even know that that was even there until I went down in storage and all of this shit came up and I wasn't okay. Wow. Right. And so we don't know. This is why I say your work is never finished. Cause I don't know what's going to happen down the road something's going to come up and a trigger will come up. Question is, do I know what to do with it so that I'm healthier next week without abandoning myself versus sicker and avoiding? And what we do is we do avoidance. And so I teach the opposite. I'm so fascinated with this. And I know you've touched upon this a little bit in previous conversations, but we would love to kind of know your position, if you will, on the law of attraction. Great point. I mean, the law of attraction is the idea that came out, you know, with the whole secret, the book, the secret that your thoughts, faith, confidence, and belief, your thoughts, feelings, and actions, which makes perfect sense. Right. And the whole point is to feel good. You got to feel good, but which I agree with who doesn't want to feel good. Right. But there's a shadow piece to this law of attraction movement, which is this obsession with feeling good. And when I don't feel good, depending on my nervous system state, then I feel like I'm a failure, that I'm not doing it right. Well, when you understand trauma, you understand when things get triggered, your body goes into this active protective mode and it's trying to go into protection. And so that first step, which is I have this little red filter here, and I put it here, is that now when I'm in sympathetic, dominant fight or flight, I now view the world through this lens. Everything that I see is, you know, seeing red. So the thoughts that I have and the feelings that I have when my nervous system is activated, aren't good. 
I see you as against me. It's an us versus them. The world is out to get me. The world is not safe. I got to deal with this now, 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 now. So if I'm in this state and then I read the book on law of attraction, somebody, you know, says it's all about feeling good and I'm in this state, what ends up happening is now I'm like trying to feel good in my thoughts, but my body is still in a state of alarm, a state of lack of safety. And I'm not saying, you know, law of attraction is useless. I'm saying, do you have the skills to self-identify your nerve, your autonomic state? Instead of gaslighting my bad feelings, invalidating my bad feelings by going, no, I got to feel good. It's wiser for me to actually say, I'm going to try to show compassion to why at this time I've been activated based on what's gone on. The last week when I did the storage work, moving stuff around in storage, boom, I went into sympathetic. If I read a book at that time that said law of attraction, you got to feel good, I would have felt like a fucking failure. But this work, what I'm asking to do before you consider the law of attraction is to actually go into understanding and validating your autonomic nervous system state first and joining myself where I'm at without judging my feelings for being wrong. This is the biggest pitfall of the law of attraction movement is it's oftentimes a form of self-gaslighting. You're not feeling, oh, you're not doing the law. You're not thinking positive enough, right? And so it becomes really harmful that way. If you understand your autonomic state, if your nervous system has too much, too fast, too soon, and I just check out because it feels so dangerous, then I have another filter that comes in. It's called the dorsal vagal shutdown. And now everything gets cut off. I go numb to protect myself. I go numb. I can't feel anything. Nothing feels safe. It's called dissociation. That's protective. That's adaptive. It's not that I'm failing at the law of attraction, which is what most people feel when they try to do law of attraction, but try doing feeling good when you're in dorsal, you can't fucking feel anything. So instead of invalidating yourself with that, it's wiser to learn how to join yourself in your dorsal state and then move your state up the ladder into ventral, which is through your emotions and feeling crap. So once I'm there and I've had that release and I'm able to be in a ventral state, then great. Picture what you want, visualize its occurrence, feel into the gratitude of it, and Bob's your uncle, enjoy yourself. The problem is, is that the law of attraction, it's just, it's missing very important key steps that are kind of damaging to those who are trauma survivors, which all of us are. We all have kind of a post-traumatic stress injuries instead of disorders. We all have post-traumatic stress injuries. So I think it's a, I think that the, the intent is very good in it. Cause I was teaching that for a while until I understood trauma. And then I realized that I was invalidating myself, which is a form of self harm. <laughs> so you could really, you know, with all the right intentions of law of attraction, you could end up hurting yourself as a result, thinking that you're failing at this because why does, why did my boyfriend or girlfriend leave me? I must've, you know, so it's a little more complicated than the law of attraction, what I'm trying to say. And 
as you explain that, I feel like most of my life I've been in that dorsal state, if you will, the cut, cut pain off. If and, you went through deep trauma, but Julie, I, that's the thing is I, as we're talking about this, every time we meet, I feel like, am I the only person that doesn't recognize trauma in my life? Hmm. I think I've created my own trauma in my life, but now understanding the generational trauma, I can clearly see that through the generations, but maybe exactly. I'm just in denial. I don't well, know. Here's the thing, Julie, this is the most common thing that I've seen. You either come in, there's two types of people that I've noticed come in. You come in saying, oh, man, I had all this trauma and completely in victimhood of that trauma or type number two, which is what I think where you're at. And I just literally got off a call to, to, with two people this week in that exact state, one of them successful entrepreneur. And she was like, yeah, I don't want to really say because my parents, they did the really, they did the best they could. You know, there's a guilt that we have about acknowledging that it was harmful. This isn't about, first of all, the, the, that's the first part of this, is that this isn't about making mommy and daddy wrong, right? They were completely unconscious and at the effect of their own journey, their own story, their own traumas, their own fishbowl. And they were just teaching that, right? But what we understand now about trauma isn't about the events that happened to us. It's not, Julie's like, I didn't have, my parents didn't hit me. Uh, I didn't have sexual abuse a little bit. Okay, well, that's traumatic. I mean, I got like spankings, but you know, I can okay. see some trauma in a young girl's mind. Just... I, I do want to say this and oh, in all fairness, she probably deserved it. Oh, I did actually as a parent, <laughs> I deserved like the belt yeah, yeah, exactly. or the switch in the backyard. <laughs> totally, uh, totally. Well, but here's there's the nothing problem. like that stands out, but it's no, no. But the thing is, is that it's not about what happened or whether you deserved it. It's about the internal experience that happened in the neurophysiology of that child. If something, a trauma is defined as any rupture, any injury that has no resolution. Okay, let me give you an example. If you got into a conflict as a little girl, eight years old, five years, six years old, with your dad or mom, and they screamed at you, called you all these names, the child doesn't end up hating the parent in that moment. They end up hating themselves. And if the parent doesn't come in and hold space with empathy and say, hey, listen, I raised my voice at you, and that must have felt really hard hard. What was that like for you? And had a chance to hear you and listen and have you feel heard, right? That injury had no resolution. There's a rupture there and that had an impact on your nervous system and that's stored there. That's traumatic. So trauma isn't just with a capital T. There are many types of traumas that, you know, if you have to take care of your parents' emotions, if your parent was dealing with, Julie, if your parent was dealing with addictions, if you ever had to deal with your own, like looking after your emotion, the emotions of your parents, abandoning your own emotional needs to look after or feel like you had to hide who you were or shame was used as a motivator, fear was used as a motivator, self-abandonment becomes the norm. Self-abandonment becomes the thing. Or there were neighbors there were children, there were neighbors that hurt you in some way, right? That's trauma. 
There isn't a single human being that does not live, that does not have that experience. Well, yeah. And I'll let the other girls talk. And I was trying to share that this one probably has a lot of trauma because of his mama, Uh but you know, it was low self-esteem a hundred percent. I can see every action I took as an adult was in direct correlation to low self-esteem. And where did you get that sense of low self-worth from childhood? Um, Where did you get the idea that you weren't enough? Just because I was chubby and I was ostracized as a kid, like there you back go. in grade school, absolutely there you go. standing That's in line. childhood trauma. Wishing somebody would stand in line with me and talk to me and no one did. Right. And what happens is when little Julie has that pain, as a result, little Julie will then turn around and abandon herself. That's what trauma is. Trauma is separation from self thing. I'm not good enough. Nobody likes me. I'm not lovable. Oh, yeah. That separation is trauma that is in our bodies and it comes through our behavior, our tone of voice, our presence, our posture. You can feel it in someone when you meet them. Come on, you know that. You feel it. You are literally a walking billboard in your physiology without somebody talking about the emotional wounding that you've carried like a backpack. And Becoming trigger-proof in this trauma healing work is unraveling it over time. And as you do, as the years go by, as you do, you end up getting healthier, more confident, more self-expressed. Yeah, I mean, it makes me want to cry just thinking about that little nine-year-old that I was. Exactly. And so what you're doing, if if it makes you want to cry, what we do is we do a little meditation where you actually cry for her, looking at her as though you would be looking at your own child going through that. And the tears that you have is part of the healing. So. Incredible. It's amazing that you say that the tears that you have is part of a healing. And I've heard that, I think Tia mentioned this, like within the last one or two months and someone else mentioned this, where tears are a cleansing for the soul. Yeah, and that if um, and I heard this from the liver. Yeah, thank you, thank you, and the liver. So um, that's a big part of autonomic regulation is surrendering to the tears of that. So it so what'll happen is Julie will feel the tears, but if she's been conditioned to stuff them away, which she just did right now, I could see it is because of trauma. Because as a child, what was the consequence of having tears? probably triggered parents and said, no, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. So what happens is that's a form of trauma, which causes me to block my self-expression. And so there it is. There's another form I want to say it. bingo. That is I know, exactly, I you it. just said that. Mm-hmm. I saw it. So when people are like, oh, but I didn't have trauma, I'm like, okay, let's have a five minute conversation and I'll show you that it's not necessarily with a capital T and we don't have to do comparative suffering either, but there's so many others who had it so much worse. Yeah. We don't have to do comparative suffering. It's not really fair to do that. Oh, so many people had it so much worse than me. That's a form of invalidating ourselves. I'm not well, saying that's to go exactly out, go, what I've always done. You yeah, know? I know. That's Bec- so fascinating. And the, the real question here, Jules, is why have I done that? Well, because deep down the little girl in me feels like she doesn't deserve to have her feelings doesn't deserve to have a voice, right? Why would I think that? Because of childhood trauma. Well, now it's like 
keep blowing my mind because I keep being like, Nima, I didn't know that we grew up together. I didn't know that you were in my mind this whole time. You're telling my life story. I hear this all the time at our events. You just summed up my entire marriage in five minutes. I hear it a lot. I'm like, wouldn't you want to understand the mechanism behind that and learn how to, when I got that, I was like, holy fuck, no wonder why I can't let it make a relationship work and have a family. And then all of a sudden I said, all right, I'm going to put all of my work aside on other people. And I'm just going to sort this out because if I don't, then I won't be able to have a help. I'll have a, I'll go through life, have no problem meeting ladies, but I won't be able to have a healthy, secure relationship. And now I've created one and I'm like, oh, I can do it. Believe me. And JC has mentioned, I was, you know, if I can do it, then anybody can do it. It's like you're unlocking that part of us that we all know that we deserve, but we just don't know how to get to that point in our life. Well, we're not supposed to know how to get to that point in our life because nobody taught us. People are like, oh, I just don't know how to figure it out. And I'm like, and now you're abandoning yourself again. How the fuck do you know how to speak uh, Chinese? Why don't you? You should already know. You haven't been taught. You haven't been taught. You haven't found the right guide. But, you know, it's time for us as a species to start to learn how to autonomically regulate. And the only way we can do that is by going back into our history. And if we want to understand our history and come to peace with it, we got to go to our parents' history and their parents' history. And so this conversation becomes much bigger than relationship challenges between a couple. People come in, uh, should I stay or go? And I'm like, "Mm." My, my husband and I, we, we want to come to you for therapy. I'm like, we don't do this together. You can individually do this journey and go back and find out why you were like the fucking perfect match for one another. And that in and of itself transforms the marriage. Because that then you is don't have mind to talk blowing about, right there. What you because then said. you don't have to sit there and go, but he said this. And then she says, she doesn't appreciate me. He does the dishes this way. That. I'm like, oh God, this is irrelevant. You got to go back. Let's go back and witness our histories and your parents. And now after they're done the overview experience, which is a five-hour event, they basically look at each other kind of like, holy fuck, no wonder. No wonder that 10 years of counseling hasn't worked between like couples counseling because we didn't need couples counseling. We didn't need to work on our marriage. We needed to work on ourselves and how we showed up in the marriage. And that doesn't require the other person. You do that work and the other person literally shifts in front of you because you're taking care of those psychic kind of old complexes that you didn't even know were driving the bus. You then grab the wheel. You're then able to change that familiar dance that you've inherited from your parents. I love this. You'll definitely be seeing me at the next breathwork and badassery event. I've got plans that day, but I'm canceling them. I'm changing them. (laughs) <laughs> I was offended that you didn't cancel your wedding to be at the last one, but I think I'm going to get like, I, I, I cried myself. I was crying for like three hours and I let my emotions release. And then I thought maybe I'll let him into the next one. And there's the link right there. You are not, you are so manly. You're okay with crying and telling everybody in the obsessed universe that cried I for cried. three hours. I cried for three hours because between one of my breathwork and badassery workshops and her wedding, she chose her wedding. Like, where are your fucking priorities, Tia? Right, Tia? Come on, man. You know who's got <laughs> I figured yeah, them I'm out so now. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> your marriage is doomed. 
You talk to Nima before you have kids for sure. Oh, and here's the other yeah. thing, Tia. Because you'll have perfect children. Here, here's the other thing. Julie, you said it earlier. I wish I learned this 10 years ago before I had kids. I've heard that from every single one of my clients is a medical doctor. She's a surgeon and a chiropractor, a mother of two and a wife. And she's like, Nima, I should have done this program. I wish I did it before I had kids. You need to do like a parenting 101 course well, the, something. But here's the thing, effect. Jules. Here's the thing. That's the fucked up part of this. I already teach a reparenting program. What I'm teaching is actually how to reparent our younger selves. Naturally, as, a, as by default of reparenting ourselves, we will become better parents to our children. Guaranteed. It happens to 100% of my clients. They're like, I just had a like super mom moment and I would not have gotten there had I not done this work. We don't teach parenting to your children. We teach parenting to yourself. You naturally will become a better parent to your children if you do it. Boom. Truth bombs dropped here. I mean, just processing right now. And this has been an amazing double experience with maybe one of our favorite guests. <laughs> one of. I'm okay with the one of. You don't have one to hurt we did You don't have to hurt JC's feelings by saying, you know, you liked me the best. Right. Let's keep him. I like the friendly competition belongs. though. So everything about Dr. Nima will be in our show notes. Get obsessed with Dr. Nima because as you can tell, this light bulb moment with yours truly, I'm going to process it. You'll hear more about it. Check Dr. Nima out because we're obsessed with Dr. Nima and get obsessed with your life. Don't forget to tap on the five stars because show us some love like yeah. you have heard today. So if you're going to tap four stars, don't tap. Anything yeah. Just more. call That's me, basically just what we're call me and <laughs> let's talk it out. Let's, and then I'll send you to Nima. So work <laughs> through your trauma you, ladies. Okay. It's been a divine pleasure obsessed with you and We'll see you on Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern for Truth Bombs on Clubhouse 2. So thanks. Appreciate this. Wow, Dr. Nima, you hit this episode out of the ballpark. We are obsessed with you. Get obsessed with Dr. Nima as well. Check the show notes. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Facebook. And get obsessed with Dr. Nima Ramani. And we want to take this time to thank you. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. Don't forget to DM us on Instagram, crown underscore compass girls. We respond to every message. We adore you. Tap on those five stars. Show us some love. Show us some love because this podcast is about you and for you. So obsessors right now, Start getting obsessed with your life.